0: Anyway, it's time for Tell Me Why with Graham Finley. Today's question is who or what is Pepe the Frog? Good afternoon, Graham. Good afternoon. Uh, so I suppose we should start with what Pepe the Frog used to be and then work our way forward to what it is now.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I've been really happy to meet a lot of people who have no idea who Pepe the Frog is, which ah. shows that you don't spend enough time online because uh, <laughs> that's clearly clear your problem. So Pepe the Frog is, I mean, we have to say this, a meme. But he's sort of the meme. He's in many ways the meme over which greater contestation has been had than any other meme. Mm. So he tells us a lot about memes, um, including how annoying the word meme is. (laughs) Not surprisingly, given that it comes from Richard Dawkins, uh, you know, uh, from whom I I have very little time. But anyway, um, so he was created as part of his slacker comic uh, Boys Club by a guy called Matt Fury. Uh, And uh, he's a frog. Uh which uh, which I guess goes yeah. goes without saying. Okay. Yeah. And and Matt Fury um had this comic and he would upload the panels to MySpace because he was sort of an early adopter of the whole internet thing, mm. as opposed to putting it out on paper, which he also did, to be fair. Um and there was a panel in which um one of this guy's slacker roommates, who's a dog, I think, uh, you know, catches him peeing and and he's got his shorts all the way down around his ankles. And he says, do you really wear your shorts around your ankles when you pee? He's like, feels good, man. Um, it was that kind of comic. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, all right. It was a fabulous party. Freight Brothers six, type panel, yeah. six panels, man. And and so, you know, Matt Fury put it out there. It was popular with the alt comics community. And uh, people on MySpace apparently were watching it because he started seeing people on other MySpace sites about bodybuilding and things like that. Um saying using the phrase feels good man like over and over again to the point where he began to think it had something to do with his comic ah. and uh, and then the picture of pepe which is relatively easy to draw certainly if you if you adopt the style which people seem to have adopted which is making it look really rubbish mm. um, you know started to crop up on 4chan which again i'm hoping many people don't know about but maybe maybe you do it was sort of an early a, a sort of message board system where where people largely male would have to say be and male and alienated and and it turns out in many cases extremely right wing um or uh, or white nationalist mm. um could go and vent and 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 you know abuse each other anonymously and so since they couldn't post their pictures they would start posting pictures of um the feels good man yeah. pepe yeah. Oh, who's like the happy pepe happy frog um And then, you know, as they're – it's also a place where another um, sort of meme uh, or image, which I I really didn't understand before researching this, uh, the Wojak meme, which is that also badly drawn sort of sensitive man they're supposed to be saying, which you might see on the internets from time to time. Right. Anyway, sometimes they fight. It's really great. Um, Anyway, so um, they, you know, eventually became sad at all the abuse they're giving each other. Uh, And so Sad Frog was born – uh, and then other people started noticing Pepe, and and people who were not alienated and on 4chan started coming in there and taking their images, many of which they just you know, made themselves, uh, and uh, they got really upset about that. And so a number of them decided they were going to prevent people from taking their images by going making more and more offensive Pepe references. Um, And so Pepe was, you know, being happy about the Holocaust and 9-11 and all kinds of horrible things. right? And and lots of really, really, really offensive stuff, as you can imagine, uh, with the idea that nobody's going to copy these and and this space will remain, uh, you know, safe for them or... Or their space, right? mm. uh, and and there was a whole lifestyle which went with this, which which pe- which sort of celebrated being alienated from society, being um, and they adopted this sort of sociological policy term of NEET, you know, not in education, employment, or training, um, as a sort of motto, right? <laughs> uh, and um, you know, for the youth of, of to then then right, and these people are thirty something now, uh, and and so that really took over the culture of this site to the point where it really became sort of infested with a lot of really, really offensive stuff, which people were putting out as like, oh, it's a joke, you know, people aren't, you know, supposed to, you know, take this too seriously, you know, you guys don't get it, you know, and so forth. We're being ironic, uh, Mm. whatever that means. Um, We can always ask Alanis Morissette and, you know, but they, by joking about things like the Holocaust and by putting out this really offensive stuff, they showed that, you know, they didn't think this was something which we need to take too seriously. But also, I think in a lot of cases, they they decided they were actually Holocaust deniers or had all sorts of really reprehensible views. Yeah. But
0: it did kind of leak then from outside 4chan and into loads of other parts of, uh, of social media, particularly, and started to mean something else. It didn't yeah. start to represent a kind of... Uh, Ideological right wing, quite extreme
1: right. Wing. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 this was the incubator, right? Yeah, and then Donald Trump rides down an escalator in in, in twenty sixteen, and these guys on 4chan start to see him as the sort of screw you, unpc um, pr- figurehead, the president they've been waiting for. Yeah, who who who's like Pepe the Frog, right? So this this really took off, and eventually they started depicting. Pepe as Donald Trump or Donald Trump as Pepe one way or the other. And uh, Donald Trump himself retweeted it. And, and these people now, with a bit of an exaggeration because lots of people don't know who Pepe is, uh, you know, said that they, you know, claimed by the end of the campaign where people were yelling Pepe at, at Hillary Clinton speeches and stuff like that, that they'd memed Donald Trump into the White House. And and it became strongly identified with that segment of Donald Trump supporters, like the odious neo-Nazi Richard Spencer, who is explaining his Pepe the Frog button to the camera when he's punched in the head in a very you know, famous clip. Yes. Uh, you yeah. know, the part of the, you know, which one also itself a meme at this point, probably, of uh, whether or not it's okay to punch Nazis. Uh, so he's explaining his Pepe pin when uh, uh, someone dressed like a black block anarchist comes around and punches him in the head. So it really did have its heyday. Uh, between 2016 and maybe 2020, um, maybe a little earlier than that, much to the dismay of Matt Fury, who's a really, really <laughs> sensitive like San Francisco alternative comics artist who tried everything to save Pepe. So his initial campaign to save Pepe involved... What else? A TED Talk. But where... Yes, you... <laughs> that, that'll show him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changes the world like TED Talks, man. So to get artists, and he knew a lot of artists, just to draw Pepe not in a Nazi way. <laughs> yeah. Right? So that didn't work. And so he killed Pepe off uh, with, with a sort of funeral and everything. Um, and all of this, I should say, is coming from a movie which is not easy to access in Ireland, but is recommended, uh, called Feels Good Man, uh, which 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 covers the struggles of this poor guy. Um and so finally, he's sort of trying to rehabilitate. So that doesn't work. You know, everyone's like, well, thanks for the Pepe. You know, uh, you've killed off good Pepe, and, and now we just have Nazi Pepe. Uh, but, you know, finally, he's sort of pleading with the Anti-Defamation League, which is a very interesting organization in its own right, which fights anti-Semitism, but also all forms of bigotry uh, mm. in the United States. Um, it's sort of an offshoot of a, of a Jewish service organization called Bene Bereth. Um, which has its own conflicts with the alt-right, as you can imagine. Uh, but it's um, – so to get that, you know, Pepe off their list of hate symbols. Because um, you can imagine if your, your creation, which you really identify with, this this isn't a slur on French people. Apparently that's very French offensive, by the way. But um, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't I mean, realize quite how offensive trim, really. the, the use... slur was. But, you know, uh, he just really likes frogs. Uh, and so, you know, he's, he was really, really upset about this. And so um, he starts suing people on the alt-right, starting with InfoWars, who use the Pepe uh, logo or the Pepe image to make money, right? If, so if um, Infowars, ah, right, yeah. Alex Jones of InfoWars is using a poster with Pepe on it. Uh, he sued him for copyright violation. It's a really interesting example of trying to use successfully old <laughs> yeah, yeah, Successfully. He's just gone bankrupt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, well, he sued him before he went bankrupt. Uh, uh, now, he okay. only got 15,000 out of him. Right. But he sued 75 other people. Again, his, his lawyers were working pro bono because 15,000 doesn't go very far. Yeah. Um, and, um, but he sued 75 other people, including Richard Spencer, to get their merchandise, which featured Pepe, taken down um, using the old school power of copyright. Right. And did that work? It well, it, it took it out of the commercial sphere, which is not inconsiderable. But it um, obviously, it it didn't stop the proliferation of pippi as a meme. I think it sort of ran its course, but then. In 2019, something even slightly weirder happened. Um, The Hong Kong pro-democracy protesters, unaware of the racism, presumably, of the uh, American Pepe, a a branch of the American Pepe people, not all Pepe users are. In fact, not even maybe the majority of Pepe users are neo-Nazi racists, but enough of them for for it to be a concern. And it it was a whole sort of furore in the U.S. media, I think Mm. it's fair to say. Uh, and and internationally, but um, the Hong Kong pro democracy post, uh, posters um, protesters adopted Pepe, little stuffed Pepe's, and maybe quite conveniently for them, Pepe masks. Um, now, in the United States context, people you know would put on Pepe full head masks and then go into mosques and threaten people. Whereas um, in in obviously, if you're in a pro democracy protest in Hong Kong, a full head. Pepe mask, ideally reinforced, um, would um, protect you from being known, at least, to the authorities.
0: Right. OK, that's so interesting that
1: they didn't know the associations of uh, of Pepe. Then why did they choose Pepe in the first place? They thought the frogs were cute, although some of the protesters <laughs> they interview in this film are like, well, what I like about him is he's ugly. People might disagree. But there was something about, you know, I think it was, it was like the empty shell, which is Pepe. They could invest. It didn't stand for anything else in Mm. in the Hong Kong context. So they could invest whatever they want in it. And there's a really interesting piece by a Harvard human rights fellow um, about the dangers of regulating images, uh, because, you know, just as if you wanted to clamp down on the hateful Pepe, not only would you have put Matt Fury out of a job, uh, but also you you wouldn't have gotten the good Pepe. Right yeah. At the end. yeah. Uh, and uh, and so if you had an algorithm, say, in Twitter, uh, although it's unlikely that Elon Musk is going to bring in such an algorithm which identifies images of Pepe and just sort of expunges them, uh, you know, you would have not you know, would not be possible for the, the Hong Kong pro-democracy protesters to use social media to to promote a democracy, which is a good thing using Pepe. I suppose you can't really legislate the meaning of an image. That's it. And again, it's really hard for artists to control their images. And and we think of this as an Internet thing. Uh, and this is one of my problems with the whole meme thing is it's the idea that this this these are discrete units, which I suppose are supposed to ex- have existed from the dawn of time. But, you know, our culture is more than just random stuff happening. And in fact, you know, there's a whole – this has been true ever since the printing press, which I know seems like a bit of an exaggeration. But as soon as people invented movable type, it's tough to to have blatant sort of ripoffs and, mm. and completely change the meaning of, you know, the Book of Kells. It's like <laughs> I am my knockoff Book of Kells, right, you know, you know, with – except the racist Book of Kells, yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know if the existing Book of Kells is racist. have to look into that. Anyway, um, you know, ever since printing in the 15th century – Um, they started to have cities tried to control this because otherwise people would provide blasphemous material. They'd they'd turn text into pornographic material. And this just got worse and worse as printing technology got better. My favorite story from this um, is Don Quixote. So Cervantes writes Don Quixote in the early 17th century Um, And almost immediately, like, uh, a a fraudulent sequel appears. And so he's moved to write the second part of Don Quixote, where Don Quixote and Sancho Panza are going around like interviewing people who've read the false account and making <laughs> making decisions so that they make you know every you know make the false account tr- you know false right you know they say oh, it says we're going to go here we're going to go there and uh, you know eventually they find people printing them up and they abuse them and just, <laughs> you know so this is a problem in you know 1607 or something like that. That's
0: very meta for the time, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, uh, I must say uh, the four um, chan weren't right wing; they were just trolls. They found
1: it a lot easier to troll the left like using a frog, says the text. So I think you kind of said that. Well, I think that and I I think there is something to this. You know, if you think there's an establishment, um, you're going to do stuff to rebel against them and and annoy them. Mm. And often that involves bad taste. And I do think we need to have a discussion about what breaches of good taste are acceptable right, Mm. or are possibly salutary, even if they are sort of offensive. We talked about this a little bit before, but, you know, and which ones are just not good at all and need to be regulated? I mean, I was thinking about the Hells Angels who, you know, were famous for wearing a lot of Nazi gear, you know, in the 1950s and 60s even. Yeah. Even though some of them had just returned from fighting the Nazis, right? Um, and it was, you know, they're just, you know, to rebel against what they saw as a really constrictive establishment meant that they had to find the most offensive things to wear that they could. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, that... Is valuable if you if you are in an orthodoxy, which really really tells you what to think. But the people on Four Chan and a lot of people listening to this show would say we live in such an orthodoxy. It's just there are different people telling us to think differently. Uh,
0: and so Pepe, as a as a, a controversial meme, that's kind of all over now, is it?
1: It's it's definitely lost a lot of steam. Again, putting you put Pepe into the um into the Twitter, and and you don't get a lot of Pepe's, and you don't get a lot of um. Bad Pepe's. I'll put it that yeah. way. You get a lot of a certain footballer named Pepe, who's yeah. probably happy to have his his um, his name back. But you know, if you put it into Google Images, it's still mostly Pepe the Frog, maybe a more innocuous Pepe the Frog. And one thing which comes up is, um, and sadly, if you want to think ill of Matt Fury, um, this is a good reason why that he has joined the burgeoning rare Pepe uh, non fungible token market, where <laughs> you know. Uh, blockchain, individually sold, but you don't really kind of own them, electronic thingies, um, in this case, images of Pepe, um, are selling for quite a lot of money. And, and now I suppose who better than the guy who actually created Pepe to cash in on this? But he's being sued for some vast amount of money quite recently because he he said, we have 99 of these original Pepe images and we're only going to auction off one. So a guy spends over half a million dollars on is rare Pepe. And peep, there's a whole market in this stuff. Anyway, they didn't say they weren't going to give them away, so they gave away 46 <laughs> of them for free, uh, devaluing the guy's uh, rare Pepe uh, considerably. Uh, so, so Pepe lives on uh, in the very, very dubious <laughs> world of blockchain.
0: That's a kind of a Pepe thing to do, I, I would have thought. Uh, uh, Graham Finley, thanks a million uh, for coming in to us. Uh, uh, speaking of, of Twitter, we're going to take a break. And after that break, what's Elon Musk up to?